You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Reminds me of my favorite Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. Yeah? That's your favorite Star Wars movie? Ah, <laughs> no. That's pretty funny. It's, Dude, what is up it's with not the, that what's, funny. what's up with the stigma of what's Star Wars fans? What, uh, Have you heard this like recently? Well, there's been a lot of well, granted, I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. People need to quit with the fucking hate racial the the racially charged oh, like uh Poor misogynist Mary uh, Tran or whatever Rose, her name is. Yeah, Rose yeah. from The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Okay, I am not on board with that. But those aren't Star Wars fans. Those Controversial just, statement, Joe. Those are just fucking trolls. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for you to go out on a limb and say that you're not down with uh, racial discrimination. Well, you know what? You're very brave. I'm one step ahead of our president. It takes a brave man. <laughs> yes, you could be uh, so I, I'm not into that. I think that's horrible. But those aren't Star Wars. Those are just trolls. Those are internet trolls. Yes, we have them everywhere. Or, yeah, they're trying to, to beat up on someone that they just didn't like in a movie. But I am seeing so much stuff online. A, a, a friend of mine posted a thing where, like, he had said something to the effect of, if you're a fan of something, you love it, warts and all. And I don't quite agree with that. No. I, I, it's I don't not a gray think that, area. I don't think being a fan of something means you need to be willfully ignorant of the things that it's done still wrong. Still be critical. You could still be critical. Uh, like, Attack of the Clones is a fucking dumpster fire of a movie. <laughs> it is awful. I'm not saying that as a Star Wars fan. I'm saying that as a fan of film. A movie fan. It is a bad film. Yes. It is a horribly constructed movie. Were that the first... Were any of the prequels the first Star Wars movies, there would be no there, Star Wars franchise. There probably there would, would been, not be. been one and done. But that's not to say that there aren't things in each of those prequel movies that are like, oh, okay, well, that was fun, but just everything else sucked. It's okay to think that something sucks, but still like the property, sure. still be a fan of the property. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I just feel like being a fan of something is so personal uh, and subjective to the individual that you can't dictate to people what it takes to be a proper fan of anything. Right. If you, you accepting everything about a franchise or me not accepting everything about a franchise, doesn't make either of us a better fan than the other. You know, it's coincidental that we're having this conversation on the Men in Black episode because uh, <laughs> we, I feel like there may be a lot of me trying to convince you. Uh, there's going to be a lot of us convincing each other, yes. trying to convince each other of our different points of view. But you know what? I will movie. listen to what you have to say, uh-huh. and then I will uh, summarily disregard it uh-huh. and uh, tell you why <laughs> you're wrong and prove to you why I am right. And that's what we do here. But first... <laughs> What'd you do this weekend? No, what, <laughs> dude, you were on the road for like the. We talked about this on the previous weekends. Episode. Uh, you you were on the road. You guys are doing the whole like boom, get your kicks boom, on Route sixty six on the road again. Yeah, man, took a little two week uh, road trip uh, out west. Went out west. Saw the Grand Canyon. Yeah, the little camping. Was the it grand? Mountain. It is aptly named. Yes, it was quite grand. <laughs> uh huh. Um, grand Slam Canyon is what I would have named it. <laughs> My love of Denny's. <laughs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> they, they need to put a Denny's in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's the Grand Slam Canyon. <laughs> because it, we're, we're only a couple years away from a company sponsoring the Grand Canyon. That's true. Yeah, it'll just be. Oh, yeah, oh think of all that real estate there, man. Dude, you just put great. billboards. Uh-huh. People come from water slides. Around. <laughs> like a man-made like water park. Millions of Asians come every year to uh, the Grand oh, Canyon. Why, to, just Asians. Uh, you know what? I th- that is one thing that I learned. I'll be uh, posting a blog post on uh, all the things I Ooh, learned on a blog. That's right. <laughs> um, 
Burning rubber with burns. Of the things. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Cut that part out. I need to trademark that immediately. Get that URL. But uh, yeah, no, man. Everywhere we went, um, there's something about our, our beautiful country. And maybe it's just because, you know. They're they're trapped on a small island over there, but they, uh, they. a lot of Asian tourists. Yeah, just everywhere we went, more so than so uh, you saying that means that they were all from the same place. <laughs> well, I, I guess I am uh, making a broad generalization. Yeah, but, uh, uh, that, there's Chinese. That's yes. There's Japanese. I'm quite aware. Of there's dirty knees. <laughs> Look at these. <laughs> Look at these. <laughs> um, so you were saying? What was I saying? You were saying something kind of racist about oh, no, no, tourists. No, it wasn't racist. It was, it was an observation, but just. Beautiful landscapes everywhere you go. You don't realize how much of Texas all looks the same uh-huh. until you drive for ten hours and and, and still you're not you're you're, you're it still still looks Texas. like Texas. Yeah, um, it, it, yeah. That first day was just getting out of Texas, uh, uh-huh. but from there on, you drive for four to six hours and you see completely different color scheme, different landscape. The West is beautiful, man. So we yeah. went through like New Mexico, Arizona, up to Utah. And then, uh, of course, ended up in Vegas, Nevada, which uh-huh. is where all great natural road trips end. So we did it our, our own way, much like uh, Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait. See, I, was... <laughs> I did it my way, my way. Or is that Laverne and Shirley? Hey, that's Laverne and Shirley. I'm getting my uh, I was thinking Frank sitcoms. Sinatra, though. I was like, oh, that would have worked Frank as well. Sinatra? Because that makes sense for Vegas. <laughs> it's, that would have made more sense had I made that. Had you guys place. driven to Milwaukee, then Laverne and Shirley would have made perfect sense. Slamil, Shlamal, Austin Pfeffer Incorporated. We're going to do it. On your market set and go now. Got a dream and we just... You don't know any of these I don't. I just, but I remember the part where Lenny and Squeaky like popped their heads out. This is all very timely for our listeners. Like what the fuck are they? So we had a great. Uh, we had it is. A great it time actually makes sense though the because the person who wrote the movie mm-hmm. that we're wa- that we're talking about tonight wrote many episodes of Laverne and Shirley. What? Who? Yeah, Ed Solomon. No way. Yes way, Ted. How do you know that? Oh, he also wrote the Bill and Ted franchise. How did I know that? It's on the internet, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know this knowledge? No, How saying, did you glean this? I did my research, but that did yeah. not. That had not occurred to us, dude. It did not occur to us. Tell me more about your trip. Uh, man, where do you even start? It, well, when you left Texas, landscapes. <laughs> did you go to Walter White's house before or on no, the way back? we did back? that on the way back, and in fact, didn't even realize that it was in Albuquerque, and that was our last uh, night on, on the road, mm-hmm. and I realized on the drive that I was like, you know, we should look that up, because uh, Mrs. here is a big fan of, uh, of uh, Breaking it's Bad. It's a fantastic show. I don't know I've how you have watched it. I've loved the three episodes that I've, I've watched so far. I'm going to get into it. I'm gonna, one, one day, I'm going to take a week off from work, do a staycation. And just blow through Breaking Bad. Yeah, and now I've seen the house. Now I see. Uh, although <laughs> looks makes, a little, it makes all the difference. Looks a little uh, different, I think, than it does in the show. Yeah, uh, because the owners are known uh, recluses. Are they? But also, well, I've heard they're they're actually pretty cool. Like they'll, no. they'll say, like, "Hey, do you want us to no. put the garage door down?" No, and- they are cantankerous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, it, just do a Google search for where the Breaking Bad house is, and then look at the comments section. Everybody will talk about the the woman who lives there. And how she yells at people to get off her lawn. Wow. They have now erected a fence, and there are like three orange cones outside the front of the house. Wow! Uh, there are signs. There's a security camera, a huge security camera mounted above the garage, pointing at. And there's a big sign that says, "Please take your photos from across the street." Yet on a Saturday morning, when we drove by, garage door up, husband and wife sitting out. It's like there's some weird psychology going there. Like on one hand, they're saying we don't want the attention. Please leave us alone. On the other hand. They have not moved out of this house. They yeah. will not move out of this house. They know what they're doing. 
And for somebody who doesn't want to draw attention to themselves, they have done so much to draw attention to themselves. And now they're sitting here and just waiting for people to cross that let line. Me put, let me put it like this, So though. they can yell at What them. if they filmed, like, the climax of Infinity War in front of your house? Okay. And people just started coming to your house all day, all night, taking photos. You're seeing, like, lights going off outside. You're hearing voices yeah. 24 hours You know hours what I would do? Wouldn't you get a little cantankerous, too? No, you know what i do? I would see it as a business opportunity, and I would start <laughs> selling tours. Hey, you want to come inside? You want to see where it was filmed? That'll be $20. Did please. they actually film inside that out. house? Wasn't it just the exterior? I don't know. I, I, I haven't did? seen the show, so oh, Jenna's okay, cool. saying yes. <laughs> so, um, oh. Oh, that is cool. And you, you said they did a lot of exteriors there, right? Where people were staking out people his house. People threw pizza. You people were throwing a, pizza. Threw pizza on the house. On the roof. Well, no, I didn't want to. That, that would piss me off if someone <laughs> threw pizza on my... I'd be like, give me the pizza. I'd be like, yeah, thanks. Just free give pizza. me the pizza. Don't throw it on my fucking roof, man. <laughs> I would put my own pizza up there and yeah, just leave it. I would just leave a box and pizza up on top. It would be like, you know what they do for, uh, for scarecrows? They put like fake owls on the top of houses. I would just yes. have like a fake pizza permanently there. That's right. People would come by and be like, oh, somebody beat us to it. Uh-huh. Now I get a free pizza. <laughs> It's beautiful. This is a good business model. Exactly. It's foolproof. So, you guys, how far west did you go before you came back this way? Vegas. Vegas. Almost made Vegas, it to the baby. West Coast. Vegas. Oh, yeah. We watched Swingers on the way to kind of prepare ourselves. Hey, we actually... Swingers is the movie you watched to prepare yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The first 10 minutes is like stereotypical... Because it's not like you old watch like Ocean's Eleven, Blue Eyes is well. We, we almost did that. We or, did stand in front of the Bellagio on, the, on that, that famous scene where the, the, the fountains. Did are the going music off. start playing as the fountains were going? It did. It was a Shania Twain. <laughs> oh, that's, I don't remember. Man, that. I feel like a woman. <laughs> bam, bam, that's exactly bam. what I that think. That makes of. the ending of Ocean's Eleven way different. <laughs> I should edit that song. Please in. do. That would be so fun. Um, that's great. You guys saw a movie while you were on your road we trip, We did. Too. We uh, stopped in a little town called Page, Arizona. Uh-huh. You know, Joe, how I'm always talking about Beville, Texas, my hometown? Yeah. And how we had a movie theater with two screens. Remember it? Only yeah. two screens. hmm This movie theater, just one screen. Oh, really? One screen, not even, like, tilted forward, like, flat. So, oh, like, if you're God. sitting behind somebody who's tall... You're uh, fucked. You're, you're pretty... Yeah, you gotta find another seat. Wow. And uh, it was... They had two showings. You could see the 4 o'clock or the 7 o'clock. And That's great. That's so well. I so, love that. That's so quaint. Yeah, we, it, it was quaint. It was cute. They had a cool little mural that, that was painted on the inside, that with all your favorite characters. Cary do you, Grant. Do you have Luke to like? Skywalker. Do you have to go in like to the to Alamo Draft House confessional? I do. It's, it's been <laughs> uh, three weeks since I've my left. last Alamo I, uh, Draft House I went visit. To, I went to a different theater. Uh, <laughs> I just did it once. <laughs> it was only out. Of, it was out of town. There you go. Mm. It did feel a little dirty, but um, what did you guys think? That was just the of Deadpool two. Deadpool two is fantastic. Yes, it's fucking hilarious, man. Oh god, I don't so know good. that I can say it's better than the first, and I think Jenna agreed with me. It's hard to top that first one, and it's hard to top any origin story. But I sure love the things that they did to uh, uh, Joe. It subverted expectations, it, it, much like <laughs> sure my favorite Star Wars movie, God. <laughs> Rogue One. Uh, <laughs> I I thought it was a solid sequel. I thought it yeah. was a, a solid sequel. I thought it was. It was pretty close, too. If it wasn't as good as the first, it was pretty damn I agree. close. I agree. Uh, I think that it had a little bit more heart than the first movie. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Its its heart was in the right place. Yes. If I can pull a quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting a thumbs up from Jenna. Did Thank you see you. the? Uh, did you see some of the, the fan theories about like how... About the ending? It still paid uh, homage to the comics and like, like how... The story behind Deadpool. It's not spoiled. Why? I'm not. I'm not. Right. I don't know. I'm trying. Okay. It's been a few weeks. It's, it's still in theaters. All right. I'm not going to say it then. You, you know. Well, you, oh wait. I'm going to cut this part this. out and put it at the end of the no, episode. I'll shelve it. It's Good. not worth putting it at the I end of the episode. I already have to edit way too much of this episode. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, dude, I saw a bunch of movies while you were on the road. Yeah, you... uh, I got to I got to use the old movie pass. Hold on, let me uh, let me pull up the app here so I can I don't miss anything. You're one of the few who've actually been able to successfully use the movie pass. Yeah, yeah. Is are there people having problems? With well, it? just that um, I think uh, they keep changing the rules. Apparently, they do. They've they've inst- they started this one rule that I had no idea. That they had one movie a, a day or well, a week or something. One movie a day was always the thing. Okay, but it was also like you can't see the same movie again. That's what no it was. repeats. And I'm like, why? Why does that fucking matter? Um, but Some deal they worked out with the studios. I, I guess. guess I heard they were going to get rid of that though and go back to how it was. All right, so I saw Annihilation while you were still here. You still yeah, we seen talked that. about that. No, God not yet. Damn. Dying uh, Rampage. We, we didn't talk about this. No, last we didn't time. because we saw you, it too. You guys saw that at the at the drive-in. <laughs> we were not expecting to stick around because we did one of those uh, double features. We saw a Quiet Place, which uh, I highly recommend that as well. I think you will enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the the second movie to come was Rampage. We're like, all right, let's let's go to the bathroom. Let's let's uh, start cleaning up the car. Yeah, and uh, if we like what we see, maybe we'll stick around. Stuck around for the whole movie. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it was exactly. a super fun movie. Uh, I feel like it's ripe to do on this podcast, though. So uh-huh. uh, coming soon, maybe. Uh, yeah, an episode of we'll the definitely talk about that. Rampage. Uh, saw Deadpool two mm-hmm. solo. Have you? You guys haven't seen solo Not yet? And I'm dying to man. I really think I'm going to dig it. I I really liked it. It it was weird being on the road, being kind of away from uh, from from technology. We were kind of unplugged. That's good. Off the radar. Um, so the good news is, I have no idea what the fuck Trump. Screwed up in the last two weeks. Oh. The bad news is... Um, I'm, you don't I, know what Trump screwed up in the last two weeks. <laughs> I'm just assuming <laughs> that we're continuing on our downward spiral oh, yeah. as a country. Steadily. Uh, well, good. There you go. <laughs> I don't like surprises. <laughs> he, he's nothing if not consistent. There you go. We'll mm-hmm. give him that. Most consistent president. The winner <laughs> is... Consistent decline. Yes. Um, but apparently, like, so it, it's doing horribly at the box office, I guess. It's going to lose, like, $50 million. There, there were the a reviews bunch are... of people on opening night. Mm-hmm. Like, people are like, man, I've got this whole theater to myself. There's no one here. Really? Yeah. See, we thought we were going to have to buy tickets in advance. It surprised me. It mm. really, even if it had some kind of, you know, a little bit of a negative kind of stigma to it, I figured people would still be lining up to see this sure. movie. Uh, and they should be. It's, it's a fun movie. Yeah. It is the kind of movie that we needed after... After the Last Jedi, yeah, and not because of how, how the quality of what I think the Last Jedi is, mm-hmm. but just how deep and like heavy, right. the themes and how heavy yeah. the material of the Last Jedi is. This is just a you fun follow it up romp, with this huh? a fun adventure movie, a fun heist movie. That's what I want in the Star Wars universe. It's so fun. Uh, yeah, I, we're excited I can't, about it. I can't recommend it enough. Good. Uh, saw Pacific Rim two. <laughs> that was garbage. Cannot disrecommend. Disrecommend? Unrecommend? Uh, not just, recommend? Just not recommend. Yes. I just can't not recommend this Didn't movie. make it through that one. Uh, and Blockers. That's the... Oh, that's the... John the, Cena, Leslie the Mann. Blockers. Uh, uh, well, yeah, they've got a picture of like a, a rooster over Blockers. <laughs> yes. But they just call it Blockers. It's uh, like when... Uh, in, in, you ever seen the poster for Half Baked? Yeah. And they've got like... It's the them leaf on standing it. on a... But it, they're standing on like a grass uh-huh. lawn and, and there's a sign posted that says, stay off the grass. Yeah. They're trying to like subtly yeah. hint at the themes of the movie without... Outright saying it exactly. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're maybe not quite so subtle with blockers. Oh really? Blockers was way funnier than I thought it was going to be. Well, what's not? Subtle? You got Amy Mann. You got wait, Amy Mann, uh, Leslie Mann, Leslie Mann, <laughs> Amy Mann, the singer <laughs> singing her song from fucking Magnolia. <laughs> yes. Frogs are falling. Not from the gonna sky. stop. No, it's not. So you wise up. Going to stop. Yeah, that I would like to do Magnolia on the podcast. Um, someday, Jesus, because yes, yeah, someday when we have three hours to spare, <laughs> um, because that's that's. 
there are some great moments in that, and movie. there are some horrible moments. And then, in that then movie. there's the rest of it. It's, where it's like what it is, is happening. One of the most imbalanced uh, yeah. P.T. Anderson movies, agreed. Ever, mm-hmm. uh, maybe one of the most imbalanced movies ever made. There, there, and and the thing is, it's not just like a performer is bad mm-hmm. because like. Tom Cruise has moments in the movie he's that great. are really bad, but then he's fucking fantastic. I, I like him throughout. Really? Throughout the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't like him. Like, I, I loved when he was doing his, like, misogynist, like, yeah. seminar. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is really inspired. You like him And I end. liked the moment at the end that he has the monologue yeah, with, with, the father. with Jason Robards. Right. But that whole interview sequence, I thought was a little blah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna blame maybe some of the writing and the directing for that. I think he's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John C. Riley, I oh, think is fucking. <laughs> I think he's that. just fucking phenomenal the whole movie. Yeah, um, but then yeah, there's uh, like, and then there's Ju- the uh, what's her name Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Her sequence is uh, hard to watch. Uh-huh. The, the Philip not Philip Philip Seymour, Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman. Oh well, yeah, he's in it too. He's great. But I'm talking about uh, William uh, H. Macy. William H. Macy. That whole, I have a lot of love to give. Yes, I know. It's it's like. I want to do a, a, a director's cut, but like... I would be not, so good to you. Not that director, like another director. Another director. <laughs> like get them to cut the film. Um, <laughs> Who would we get a, to recut that film? Me, me. You? I'm talking oh, about myself. Oh, no, I'm just Joel kidding. Bernson's Magnolia. But it would be an hour and a half. It would be lean and mean and cut out the parts we don't like. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds good. You know, I don't think we need to do it on the podcast anymore. I think mm-hmm. we've talked about it. I think that. we've taken care of it. Joe, what do we do next week? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That would have been a good idea for one for Father's Day, but that's not what we're going to do. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine is Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies, no matter what the case. Every week, Mm. we will try to watch a movie and then uh, come back here and discuss it with each other and uh, tear it apart, try to put it back together, find out what it did right, what it did wrong, and how we would... how we would make it ourselves. And we invite you to take part in the discussion on Facebook in the search function. Put in the editing bay. That's going to bring up that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. All you have to do is click on that. And uh, and you're there. You're with us. You're, yes. You're home. In spirits. And uh, I see you. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> and that's where I have to go. If I ever, like, you know, gash my arm, I go to the I see you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a long road to go to get to that. I followed you. Uh, so, Tracking. uh so yeah, go ahead and talk to us there. Leave your feedback on the movies that we watch. If you've got something that you want us to watch, go ahead and put your suggestions there as Ooh, well. Got some new suggestions, actually, on the new Facebook page. Do we? Yeah, we I do. Did, I saw that uh, uh, what, Brian. Brian posted the picture of Bumblebee, the trailer for Bumblebee. Did you watch that trailer? I did. That was shit. Yeah. It looks shitty. Why do we... You know what it looks like? It looks like they're... they're... Someone was like, you know that Logan thing worked for <laughs> X-Men. Let's do Bumblebee for they're the trying to like reboot the whole series. Because if you remember the first film... This is this was the promise of the first film. Yeah. Oh, a boy in his car. Yeah, it's kind of a, a it's, friendship. It's all it's, it's like it's E. T. with so a car. The movie's going to end with Haley Steinfeld selling her car to <laughs> to, uh, to oh, what's his name, Sp- Bernie Mac. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Spoiler oh, is it a prequel? I'm assuming it's a prequel. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is like because he's the old bug. The design, he's an old bug. Did you notice in the trailer they're using the soundbite of uh, Bernie Mac from the original? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no milk and cookies. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Uh, I did recognize yeah. that. Thought that was um, clever. So I I think that I think this had they wanted to do this maybe after the second, even maybe after the third Transformers movie. Mm. But there have been like six Transformers movies. Yes, now. too late. Five too many. Man, and and if it's going to be a movie about like we need to redo the whole thing. Yeah, that, start that's from what I want. I want a hard design. reboot. Exactly. Thank you. 
Um, yeah. So that's uh, I, I didn't. I haven't seen the other suggestions for movies though, but I did see that trailer. Uh, They're all Netflix films. So to, I'm not sure. For, today, mm-hmm. this was your uh, suggestion. This was my suggestion because if you're, when, uh... when I reacted to this movie in a previous episode <laughs> of the podcast. I thought maybe you were about to swallow your tongue. I have never... <laughs> like that. That reaction. <laughs> like your brain was just shutting down. Well, it's one thing to say like, uh, oh, you know, I like that movie, but there were some problems with it. Or maybe it doesn't hold up. But to hear somebody, somebody of your, your, your ilk, your stature, Joe. <laughs> of your girth. <laughs> uh, say that uh, you didn't like Men in Black. No. Like, is that what you said? Were those yeah, your words? I'm pretty sure I said I didn't like Men in Black. Not even the first time you saw it. Not no. from the beginning. No. Nothing. No. Didn't no. like it. That is unbelievable to me. It has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes with critics. Yeah. 79% with audiences. A little oh, lower. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, but that. still, w- way at the top. And I there's guess. so oh. much going on here. So much to love. Really? About this. Oh, yeah. I think it's almost like a perfect film. Whoa. For me. Whoa. Yep. Yep. We'll talk well, this about is gonna be This is going to be an interesting discussion. So, this is a nomination for uh, most polarizing. So, uh, most Amy polarizing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Men in Black. 1997. Came out in 1997. PG-13. The opening titles, music, and stop-motion animation brought to you by the Tim Burton School of Film. Yes, yes. Uh, and the Danny Elfman score to match. Yeah, that's why I said music. Mm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Tim Burton was like the Wes Anderson of the late 80s, late 90s, where like he made a few movies, and then suddenly like the entire industry was trying to replicate his style. Everybody. Trying to do yep. what he did. And I think that might be what immediately turned me off really? of this movie when I first saw it. Hmm. Uh, I was up to my fucking ears in Tim Burton shit at yeah, that time. Yeah, And I, I, was, I was sick of it. So going back into this movie, I thought, well, maybe that was the issue. Uh, and maybe here I am 20 years later, 21 mm-hmm. years later. Wiser. Maybe I could come back to this film with a deeper appreciation than what I had before. And Joe, did you? No. <laughs> I sure did not. No, I uh, I wish that somebody would take one of those little fucking blinky things <laughs> and erase that hour and a half I wasted watching this movie. Again. I wish that too, but only so that I could see it again for the first time. Wow. It'd be glorious. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, man. I love this film. I think it's so creative. I think there's so much going on. Uh, I, I love the cinematography. I know you were talking Ooh, earlier about how dude, muddy it looks. It's so muddy looking. Uh, but go back and compare to that to other films no, of no, the no, 90s. No, no. But, oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. Uh, compare it, it standing on its own merits, it is a muddy, ugly looking film. I don't, I don't know that the colors pop and it certainly... I think all films today look better. The style of cinematography... The Godfather looks better than this movie. Uh, you know what? I don't know about that. From a cinematic standpoint, mm, the way that the fra- a frame... Like, almost every frame in The Godfather, Godfather 2, like, it's just gorgeous. But to that feel... That compared also, to this movie. That also, to me, feels very flat. Like, I'll take a Christopher Nolan over... Uh, 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 what's that guy's name? <laughs> Not Scorsese. Francis Ford Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola, the other Italian. Um, any, any day. The other Italian. They, they, there were just different techniques and different uh, lenses, and, uh, and, and I really... Admire the way this one was shot. I think this one, (laughs) maybe maybe not that one. Well, that was shot on video, to be fair. So it's not even technically. Dude, there were parts of this movie that were shot on video. You think so? Oh, yes. You may have just been watching a low-res copy, man. No, it's no. not that bad. The special effects aren't all that bad. That bug at the end holds up. Even the, the, the practical no, stuff. No, the bug at the end does not hold up. The I bug at the end. Okay, I will give you this. Mm-hmm. The bug at the end of this movie looks a ton better than Dr. Smith at the end of Lost in Space. Oh, God, yes. Oh, you can't even... And the thing is, there's like two... 
three years between the two movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there you go. So it was, it was ahead of its <laughs> there time. You, you know what, Joel? <laughs> you just turned me around. You proved my point for me. Um, I, I appreciate this, the, the style that this film has. I, I, uh-huh. There's a lot of those kind of sweet... I know you're saying it, it feels like a, like a Tim Burton movie, but I think it's got enough of its own style. Uh, Barry well, Sonnenfeld's... Part of the, it opens up like it's supposed to be a Tim Burton movie, but then that's... That's where it ends, like within the the opening credit sequence. No, he's it's all Beetlejuice, and then like the movie starts, and you're like, uh, but it's all right. But it's it's it puts you in this world, this kind of hyper realistic, campy world. Yeah, and especially with the camera moves, he does a lot of those uh, quick push in, tilt up, low angle wide oh, shots. I don't like. Every if I had time to see one more dramatic like, effect, one more fucking low angle looking up as people but, are walking in a door somewhere. But it's done for comedic effects, and I, I love it, man. I think I think this is Will Smith at his Will Smithiest, <laughs> if I can say that. Um, right when he was kind of coming into his own, uh, you know, he's ad libbing some lines. He is super fucking charming in this film. Hmm. I don't know. I think uh, this is Tommy Lee Jones uh, eating up the the, the screen. <laughs> Why did you emphasize Lee know. like that? Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> Not Tommy B. Jones, but Tommy <laughs> Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, uh, he has some, some the best delivery that I've ever seen him have in a film. He uh-huh. looks like he's having fun. Compare this to uh, Batman and Robin, or uh, what was that movie called? Batman Forever, mm-hmm. where... It, it was the complete opposite. He Where was he didn't overacting, look like he was having a good time. But he was having a horrible time. This one, he looks like he's a better looking movie fun. though than this. Uh, the, the art direction mm. was maybe maybe mm. better, but not not from a filmmaking standpoint. So this, Certainly not from a quality standpoint. This movie was apparently based on a Marvel comic. Yeah, and I like how they like plaster that on the screen. <laughs> it, it's a lot like when they were advertising Cowboys and Aliens, which was also Barry produced by, produced by Spielberg. Was it directed by Barry and Sonnenfeld? Directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. Yeah. Holy shit! Starring Will Smith. Uh, Wait, what are we talking about? Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, I'm thinking Wild Wild West. My bad. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, I don't think Barry Sonnenfeld. I think that was John Favreau that uh, that right. directed that. That's right. Uh, and they, they touted it as well that it was based on a comic. It's not really a deal that anybody cares about, though, when the comic book is so obscure and right. not very well received by the comic reading public. Right. But, it, it, I mean, Men in Black is coming off of that that comic book boom you know mm-hmm. we're just coming out of like judge dread right and tank girl and now you know you had men in black and it's like guys this is based on a marvel comic mm-hmm. everybody was showing they were putting together movies based on marvel comics none of the comics that people wanted to see movies of people wanted to see x-men people wanted to see yeah, spider-man. spider-man they wanted to see the avengers they wanted to see the superhero characters they didn't want to see men in black i'm a huge comic book fan mm-hmm. i didn't know fucking men in black was a comic book until I saw this and went, what? And see, Joe, based on a comic? You are proving my point for me because, yes, here's a movie that nobody wanted to see. Nobody had any uh, affinity towards. Yes, and then they went. On, it went in to make. It's it's still like the highest grossing buddy action comedy or whatever genre you want to put it in. Um, and then they made two sequels and a, and a TV series. Like they made a, car- a TV series? They made a cartoon. Oh, a cartoon. <laughs> Look, man, a TV series. Don't mistake quality for I'm marketing not... to a certain demographic. All I'm saying is you don't get people... Will Smith gets people in seats. Yes, but... but... And he got people in seats before Men in Black as well. All right, but he also got them in to see Wild Wild West. And where are Wild Wild West 2 and 3? Thank you. That's the exact same thing. Same director, same actor. Yeah, but a lot more racism in <laughs> Wild Wild West. <laughs> there was a lot more blatant racism a good point. than there was in, in this movie. Um, Let's talk about this. This film was written by Ed Solomon. Yeah, you keep saying that yeah, name like it means something to he, anybody. He brought us many episodes of Laverne and Shirley, <laughs> uh, wrote all three 
now scripts to the Bill and Ted franchise. Bulk of the series. Uh, bulk of the series, dude. He wrote eight episodes of It's Gary Shandling Show. Oh, yeah. Which is one of my favorites. He also wrote Mom and Dad Save the World, Charlie's Angels, mm-hmm. the Now You See Me films. Oh, I like those. And the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, Jesus. You're really burying the lead there. This huh? dude is all over the place, and and is what I'm trying to say. Like, he obviously has some some pieces in his in his work that I enjoy, mm-hmm. but then some really horrible shit. And maybe it doesn't surprise me so much that I don't enjoy this script as much as maybe some other people do. So what is it about the script? Is it is it the dialogue? Is it the story? Is it the I think it's the, I think it's the story. The yeah. dialogue I think is shit, but I do what? think that most of the dialogue in this movie was improvised by Joe, everybody. No way. But I do think that the story's the story's really fucking trite. Um, what? Why is Vincent D'Onofrio trying to destroy this galaxy? Okay, so the, because like he gets he gets uh, possessed by the bug alien. So so there's a little bit that's uh, due to the fact that they had to cut around some of this stuff. So there's some okay. some script changes after the fact that they change in post. There was a whole other race of aliens, and so the idea was that there were these two aliens that were trying to um, uh, put an end to a, to a war, and these bugs kind of come in the middle. And they're trying to fuck shit up, uh-huh. and so that was his plan. He was going to st- snatch the galaxy mm-hmm. in the form of this little marble, um, which was like the peace offering between the two aliens. Uh-huh. One of those race of aliens got cut out of the movie completely, so now it's just the peace-loving ones, um, and they kind of turned it into. <laughs> they, they, they. Sh- <laughs> I like that they illustrate the peace-loving aliens as the alien that's giving us the countdown clock, yeah, and sorry. firing lasers at our planet because they can't risk the galaxy getting into the hands of the bugs because it's too, they they mentioned like too much energy they, they can't risk it because it's like all you need to know is good guys bad guys they want it's a macguffin it's a macguffin mm-hmm. that's fine that they that's don't a, explain they they don't need to Joe. no they, they do they the, do need to explain the movie's it not about i need that. to know why this bug no. alien is going after this fucking trying to kill these two people. i had enough there's a whole listen you want to watch a space movie about trade disputes fucking watch phantom menace okay? i don't want to see a movie about trade disputes, disputes, about. but what i'm saying is at least explain to me in a cohesive way why the antagonist of this movie is doing what he's doing. I watched Die Hard. They don't spend too much time talking about why Hans Gruber just wants some fucking money. He wants money. Well, the it galaxy takes four minutes for them to explain. They that. do in this movie. The galaxy is is currency. There's there's uh, so much energy with all the billions of whatever that are in the galaxy mm-hmm. that's around the cat's neck. That whoever gets it wins. That's all you need to know. I, On Orion's belt. I, that's right. Which I knew. Fucking right from the fucking beginning. Once, you knew it was the cat. Once the alien says Orion's belt, and they cut and he dies, and they cut to Will Smith, they cut to Linda Fiorentino, and then they cut to the cat goes meow, and I went, the fucking cat's probably named Orion. Well, yes, you're supposed to the figure it out. Cat's probably no, yes. named Orion. Of course, you, as the audience member, that's fine that you figure it out. That, it's, that it's like and watching that, that the characters. Moment. This isn't a David Fincher whodunit. This is like... No, it sure as shit isn't. <laughs> it sure as hell isn't. But right up there with some of David Fincher's finest, I would argue. <laughs> yes. Um, the social network. Dude, the amount of creativity, the world building in this film. I love the idea that they, they go on to explain... They have this whole alternate history where, hey, you remember how Roswell, New Mexico, everybody thought aliens crash-landed and, oh, we, it was just weather balloons or whatever. Right? What if it actually did happen... What if uh, humans intervene, and what as what if uh, part of this um, b- part of the agreement with the aliens was that we kind of harbor them? We're almost like a, a David we're, Harbor. We're, them. we're like Switzerland for the universe. Like uh-huh. we take in the refugees from all of uh, all the other planets, and they can live here uh, in secret. Hmm. And that's why they're all in, in makeup, or some of them look like dogs. Dude, everything Bugs. in this movie was dirty and wet. 
and it made me feel fucking uncomfortable. You really? Everything. I love it. I, I love the style of this film. Disgusting looking. What are you when t- they go well, yeah, see, yeah, there's bugs. They go and to see fucking goo. Tony Shalhoub, yeah, and they shoot him, off. and he's like, "Do you know how much that stings?" <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, that was disgusting. I wanted like his his wet head when he regrew it i just wanted to look away but don't you love that scene how they kind of like play on the cliche of like the cops hey i know you've been uh will smith comes in thinks he he knows he's what's gonna up. be the bad cop yeah he's like i i know you've been selling show me what you got behind the counter and then Tommy lee jones comes in and and uh he finds out there's this whole world beneath the world like mm-hmm. an onion joe there's layers to this world yeah. but i love the idea that um th- there's this whole secret society of aliens living among us some of them are uh Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. I love that scene where they're showing that everybody you see on the screen is an alien. We get to see some of our favorite actors. It's like actually that makes sense. Yeah, I had a school teacher. So why, um, if if you've got this like super important fucking bouncy ball that could destroy the entire office yeah, building, it's responsible for the New York blackouts. Yeah, in why the fuck would you just leave it in a room where anybody can fucking just bump into it? Why would you fucking do that? Because they expect everybody there to know and be like, it looks, it's his first day on the job. It's his first day on the job. And that's one of my problems with this movie is that it's, it's his first effect. day on the job. Mm-hmm. And yet he's fucking embroiled into this fucking huge plot about this bug that's stolen a galaxy that's going to put the whole world at risk. Yeah. They, he's still a fucking trainee. But yet, he ran down a cephalopod. Yeah, oh, on, yeah, that's great. Feet. That's awesome. He's a cool. Special. Maybe this, you know, this case should be transferred to two seasoned agents instead of one guy who's training the new the newbie. That's all they have. We see the scene at the beginning. Oh, which I love, by the way, where the old guy. He's. Uh, I think, are they the? They're the only two agents in the Men in Black program that are, that are left now. Yeah. What, why? Them and Zed. Why aren't there any? Because other it happened people? in the fifties. Presumably, they're all dead. Why haven't they trained anybody else? They're working on it, Joe. They're working. It's the fifties, man. How late are they going to? They don't trust anybody. So now they have. They realize they're getting old. They have to recruit. We're all dying. We need to recruit a new breed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea. We need to find somebody who could write us a theme song. (laughs) Yes. Stick around for the credits to hear the Men in Black. So okay, wait, so Will Smith is the first person they've decided to train. Tommy Lee Jones wants to retire. Like we find that out at the end. Yeah. There's that whole mirror from the scene at the beginning, which uh-huh. I love. Uh, and so uh, it, Will Smith starts off just being a tool. He has information that Tommy Lee Jones needs because mm-hmm. uh, he he said that the guy said the world was going to come to an end. He's like, and can he's, you can you identify the gun? Exactly. That's why he takes him to Jeeves. Um, but then realizes uh, he's he's. He's got the skills, and uh, he might be a good replacement. So he starts to take him under his wing. He has the intelligence to pull the table closer to him. That's <laughs> that, and then also <laughs> two things. Two things. There were two tests to determine who's going to be the next Men in Black. There were presumably candidate. more that we didn't so see. So there was the fucking. Does he have the the wherewithal to pull a table closer to him? And then, the, and then also, oh, he the shooting range, reduced, the firing range. He deduced that the little girl doesn't belong in the area. Yeah, she's got the quantum physics book. She's up to no good, Joe. He's got a problem with authority. <laughs> At no point did he display that he had a problem with authority in that whole sequence. He didn't display that he had a problem with authority. He, he talks back, Joe. He's a little. He's a bit of a smack talker. You know Will Smith. Yeah. You can't. You can't tell him what to do. I did enjoy Will Smith at the end, where he tells the bug to get out of his face. You, you, you best step up off my face. <laughs> <laughs> or however he says it. I think don't, I think I'm recasting don't you start no shit. as Jay. Won't be no shit. Joel J. <laughs> it's right yeah. there. What else? So uh no, that's great. That's that's awesome. That they they have a fuck ton of Peppy the Prawn from uh, the Muppets that work in the <laughs> Men in Black office. 
That is what they look like. What are all the other with, like, people Italian doing? Italian accents. If they're not agents, what are all those other people in the Men in Black office doing? They're all aliens. It's it's like a hub. It's like an air. The it's humans. Like a spaceport. What about all the humans? They're all sitting at a fucking desks. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones keeping tabs on them. They're they're, they're, they're not agents. Accountants. These people no, aren't agents. They're fucking pencil pushers. They got to keep tabs on all the aliens that come in and out. They're border control, basically. I don't. I don't know why. Why am I having to explain this to you, Joe? It's right there know, in the dude. film. I don't know. I think you're you're missing the forest for the trees. No, man. Is what, what I what, is. what I'm noticing is mm-hmm. that this movie got it wrong, and and no there's nothing sadder than a sci-fi movie oh that God. tries to unveil the newest like technological fad, and then is like completely off like on it. Like that little tiny the, CD, the mini disc. <laughs> yeah, he pulls like, out the mini disc. He's like, say this is the future music. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to buy the White Album all okay, over again. So for every one of those they do, <laughs> I love the other ideas that they introduce. I like the idea when he's asking. They're safer talking about shit that doesn't exist and can never exist. <laughs> instead of like the Sony Minidisc all fucking right. sponsored Look, this goddamn movie. They took a shot in the dark in 97. That's where we thought the technology was going, right? Everything was getting smaller. <laughs> but what I do love when uh, Will Smith is asking, how do you get the funding for all this? You know, how, you, how are you above the government? Where do you get the money for all this? And he's like, well, we own the patents to, uh, to a couple of inventions. The microwave and Velcro. <laughs> and that's how they, they fund it. Mm-hmm. And I just love that because those two technologies to me, if you want to call Velcro a technology, they do seem like things. Like, I've always thought about that. Like, they don't make sense to me. Like, they are otherworldly. Yeah. Microwaves, we, we just all accept that we have these boxes in our these house. nuclear-powered boxes. That are using waves to heat stuff up. That seems very... And yet, you know, I can't get the TV to tune they into just, the right they, channel. They explain that, that we, we stole that tech from Megatron. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. We got that tech from Megatron. I guess the science doesn't check out on that. No, man, it doesn't. I love that idea, the man. The science, like the chemistry I love how, between uh, Will Smith and Linda Fiorentino. <laughs> So I don't think they were ever. <laughs> I like when we meant talk about be... movies that I don't like and you do because all I do is like I just I, I pitch lob it, those I lob it and then I just wait for you to just go. I just fumble it. I'm, I'm, I'm like kicking. I'm like Charlie Brown chasing the football around. Ugh. But listen, I don't think they were ever supposed to end up together. There's not supposed to be. But they do. No, they don't. They, they end do. up being. Dude, she ends up as a woman in black they're, at the end of this yes, movie. They're partners. What qualifies her? One, what qualifies her to be a, 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 an because agent? Just like, and this has nothing to do with gender. It's just qualification. Just like Will Smith, she figured it out on her own. But did she run down a cephalopod? She didn't, but she, but she shot the giant bug at the end with yeah. the gun. I guess they figured she was more valuable than to erase her brain again with the little flashy. Well, thing. it's a good thing they did that because she was great in the sequel. Remember? Man, okay, so I'm all right, well, okay. <laughs> so many things to say because as much as I love this movie, the sequels are the Home Alones two and three. I like the third one of the. Uh, you <laughs> I you like, like Josh movie. Brolin in the third one. I you do. do not like. The I do third like. One yeah, I do like Josh movie. Brolin. In the that third movie one. is not good. The second one is an abomination. The second one. It, it, it not since the, the Matrix second one is the reloaded. same movie all over again, except yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is now the Will Smith character, and we've got what's her name um, as the the villainess. Yeah, uh, what was Helen Mirren. No, <laughs> she oh, she was the, the new hotness there for a while. She was on Ally McBeal. What was that skinny little chick's name? Oh, Come on. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, all right, I'm looking this up right now. This is killing me. What is her <laughs> that name? Skinny little chick. She was awful. Uh, that whole Shelley movie Long. was awful. They, Joe, there was a sequence where Rip Torn, as Zed, uh, does like the Matrix thing where he jumps up in the air and they do bullet time around yeah. him. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Laura Flynn Boyle. Laura Flynn Boyle. There you go. You remember her. Everybody remembers her from 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow, look at her lips. She's had some work done. She uh, Isn't she in um, Downton Abbey now? 
<laughs> really? Wasn't she on Downton Abbey? Let's see. Laura Flynn Boyle. Laura Flynn Boyle. I think she was she on was Downton in Happiness. Abbey. She was in Men in Black 2. Oh, The Practice. I said mm-hmm. <laughs> Allie mm-hmm. McBeal. Same thing. The other one. Uh, nope, not seeing any. Uh, she wasn't in Downton Abbey. Not seeing that. There's Ooh, some not looking actress, good. Some actress that reminds me of her that I think uh, was holding up. Hmm. Men in Black. But uh, I, I just love the ideas in this film. I think it's super creative. Um, I love that... Uh, the Vincent D'Onofrio, Vincent D'Onofrio okay. first of all. Yes, Vincent D'Onofrio. Can we at least agree? Yes, we can. That it's like an Oscar. Like if the Oscars were to award, if they could look past themselves and award like a performance just on its technicality alone. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a great... Well, someday there will be the Andy Circus Award yeah. for like performances like this. And he'll get an honorary and, and one. he should get an honorary one. Because, no, I absolutely agree with you on this. Vincent D'Onofrio is the best thing that this movie has going. He looks like somebody who is inside of his skin. Yes. Like an, uh, wearing him as, a, as an Edgar suit. Oh, yeah. Like an like a Edgar suit. Like a... <laughs> <laughs> I love that wife. I, uh, I, it, it's funny to me because throughout Vincent D'Onofrio's career, mm-hmm. I would see him in movies and go, man, look at that fat ass. Oh. And then like I come back to him and I go, well, he really wasn't that big. No, he gained all that and weight for... he gained for... a whole bunch of weight for, some, you know, for something else. It was for... Uh, um... For Daredevil. No, for well, yes, that as well. But for Full Metal Jacket, Full like, metal he gained jacket. that pile weight for that movie. Man. But naturally, he's... Uh... That dude, he can fucking... It, it's funny to see him in his in the early days of his career, mm-hmm. not not uh, counting Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, <laughs> but uh, to see him in these roles, like in this, and uh, like I don't know if you've ever seen this movie called The Cell. Yes, I have. He cool. already plays the villain in that. He's so good in that. He's great. Not a great movie, but he's nope. really good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny though. Like as he's gotten older, um, some of the roles that he's played, I feel like are kind of mm, <laughs> he just ha- kind of just kind of phoning that one in, are we? He, like uh, Jurassic World. Oh, that's right. He's the bad <laughs> yes, guy, or okay. one of the bad guys. Like you're just kind of phoning that in. All right. I I appreciated that. Is it CSI? Or? He had his own law. CSI. And order. No, yeah. no, it was all, his own law. What was and order the law and order that he had? And he kind of played like the Kane Tinkerous. Yeah, he would do this where all. he would like he would question people, and then then when they'd answer, he'd be like, he kind of did the Columbo thing where he'd be like, okay, thanks. Oh, oh one more thing one, one, with one like a thing. gotcha question. Yeah, oh, I love. But him. he did the head tilt. He's so great. He always did the head tilt. Apparently, he's kind of difficult to work with. Do you, um, much t- like, like Linda Fiorentino. Linda Fiorentino. <laughs> did you ever see him in Daredevil, the Netflix show? I did. Makes Dude. a great kingpin. Yeah, he does. So he's good. menacing. So we're talking about Linda Fiorentino. Uh-huh. If if Vincent D'Onofrio is the strongest thing about this movie, Aww. Linda Fiorentino is the weakest I, point of this I movie. I really like her. I yeah. miss her. I loved her in this. I loved her in Dogma. I think she has a great presence. I think she's a smart, attractive... I I think she's okay in Dogma, but she's not the strongest thing about that movie either. Well, no, but the movie... she With so much shit going on in that movie, she, she's getting upstaged left and right, but she still holds her own. Yeah. And she kind of keeps it in reality. And I think she does the same thing in this film, too. Mm. And I... Now I will say that the the scene between her and Will Smith, where there's, it's like that Three's Company moment where yeah. he thinks that I really she's want to show you something hitting down on here. him. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like oh, I'll pick you up at eight, <laughs> so don't be late. <laughs> so that's a little embarrassing, but that's not her fault. I I, I really liked her in this. No, I want to see more of her. No, no. All right, no. well, agree well, then to you disagree. Should see the movie Jade. You see plenty of her in that movie. Oh, she get naked in that one. Was she in Vision Quest? With Matthew Modine, let's look her up. Was that Linda Fiorentino? I think Linda that was Fiorentino. I think that was her. I think that was her first film role. Not to be confused with Carla, Carla Fiorino. Fiorino. <laughs> Linda Fio. Come on, there we go. Actress, best known for Men in Black. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> the Last Seduction. 
mm-hmm. dogma after hours. Yes. Once more with feeling. This was back in the Things 80s. Things I haven't heard of. Like 86, 87. Tell me again the name. Vision Quest. 90, 94, 94. 20, you're, 20, you're still 85, wing- 85. Vision Quest, yeah. There you go. Boom. She plays <laughs> Carla. Carla Fiorino. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I really like her. So, at the very end of this movie, mm-hmm. like near the end, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, he tell basically he tells Linda Fiorentino to drive and get him to this. At no point, like she could have just like slammed on the brakes and he could have gone through like the windshield. She could have just gotten out of the fucking car. Uh, but that none of that happens. Um, but while they're driving away, he swallows the the, the galaxy, the galaxy. Thing mm-hmm. from Orion's belt. That's right. The cat's collar. Uh, stop it! Stop. That's what he does. There's a little alien when he's like, <laughs> "It's on Orion's." <laughs> Thank you, Joel. You're welcome. Uh, That's my favorite part. So he swallows that thing, mm-hmm. and so I guess Tommy Lee Jones has an inkling that he swallowed it. Does he say that he swallowed it? Um, How does Tommy Lee Jones know that it's he, inside he, his he belly? He didn't know it was in there, but he found it when the bug ate him. <laughs> and his gun. Well, he told him to eat. He's like, eat me. Yeah. So obviously it was his plan to get in there to find the galaxy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a hell of a stretch, man. I don't think, uh, I don't think, I think it's a happy accident. I, see, again, you're getting caught up in no, 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 no. <laughs> the little I, details these, of But these film. are the things that we need to talk about. And and in these movies, and I'm not just talking about this movie, but this happens a couple of times in, in some of, uh, you know, in pop culture mm-hmm. where a hero is like, eat me, brah. Why doesn't the villain ever chew? Yeah, right. Just gotta just, swallow him whole. I mean, he's got sharp ass teeth. Yes, uh, but apparently doesn't chew. Just swallows Tommy Lee Jones whole. That's how bugs eat. Apparently, uh, swallows his whole. His <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tommy Lee Jones, <laughs> and then yeah, he he pulls a uh, an old uh, John Carter and that's and, right, and shoots his way out of from its the belly. Inside. Yeah, um, or Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Drax from Guardians too. Um, it's quite work out for him. The same so way. yeah, I, I it's I, I've always wondered in movies like this, and not just in just stories, mm-hmm. like when they eat the hero and the hero fights his way out. Like why don't they ever chew? Yeah, like that's one of the things I love most about eating is chewing it up and, <laughs> and tasting it. Not you're me, just, Joe. I'm I do like uh, Joey, unhinging your jaw. I do like Joey Chestnut, the the, the annual hot dog eating yeah. contest where you like dip it in water oh, don't, and you just uh-uh. yeah. Nope. You ever watch them do nope, that? Nope. No. They, 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 they dip had it a, in a water hot dog eating competition to help on it go TV down easier. and Sarah like. We were both racing it for the remote the to most turn the channel. Disgusting thing you've ever seen, and it's not even like you would expect. Like you know, big fat people that are just no. that are known for eating a lot. It's just eating anorexics. Stuff. It's really like it's yeah. a little skinny Asian dude who always wins. You ever you ever do an eating competition? I, I watch stuff like this, and I think of like this, and I think of uh, uh, the Great Outdoors. <laughs> yes, I think of that too. Have you ever have you ever taken part in anything like nope, that? Nope. No. I think of the story that Chunk tells from uh, <laughs> I ate his way to Godfather's Pizza. <laughs> yeah. No, he starts making the vomit sounds. And there's, uh, you know what? On that same token, there's mm-hmm. Stand by Me, where yes. they're talking about the guy who was in the, the pie, pie eating contest. contest. Yes, <laughs> uh, good times. Go lard no. ass. Have you been in one? Uh, a, an eating competition? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Every day of my life is an eating competition. <laughs> Have you seen me competing to stay alive? 
<laughs> Apparently, I didn't have enough sugar in my diet the past day and a half. Sugar. Went to work. <laughs> in water. Some of that sugar water. In water. Uh, so I, I went to work this morning <laughs> and uh, started. I started kind of working on some jobs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, this happens where I get like kind of a quick dizzy spell. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, ooh, well, yeah, like, you, you passed out. For like a half a second. I didn't pass out. I collapsed. That was, that was different. Oh, no. excuse me. Well, Completely I didn't, different. I didn't lose consciousness. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, I, you know, sometimes I have a little dizzy, dizziness, but it goes away like it, a second later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But today, like this morning, I sat down, I started working, and like then it just like, it stayed. It stayed for a while. Ooh. And my coworker was like, what's wrong with you? What's going on with you? I was like, I don't know, man. I'm kind of having a dizzy spell right now. Are you seeing and lights just, and shit? I can't. No, it's just lightheaded, and I felt like, I felt like, oh my gosh, like, is this, I got to be honest, what went through my head was, is this it? Is oh, this God. Is this where I die? Holy like, shit. is this what's going to happen right now? Am I going to die in this little office with this girl that I barely know <laughs> and have worked with for like a month? That's uh, horrible. Do I, I won't, I don't get to see my daughter. I don't get to see my wife again. I don't get to see no, my father. La- my life family. flashed before like, your I just eyes. started thinking like, is this it? This is it? This is, should I be writing some shit down right now? Uh, and she like ran over. She had a bunch of like breakfast bars in her cabinet. She's like, here, you just, you need some sugar. You should yeah. have some. You're like Julia Roberts and from yeah. Steel and Magnolia. <laughs> just like, drink this juice. It <laughs> <laughs> is the only time I think anybody <laughs> will ever compare me to Julia Roberts. That's a great movie, by the way. Uh, yeah. Steel Magnolias. Mm-hmm. Jenna's nodding her head over here. What wins in a fight? Steel Magnolia or Iron Man? Oh, I thought you meant her men in black. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm gonna raise you one and say Man of Steel. Ooh. <clears throat> oh shit, that's pretty good, man. Or that uh, Hugh Jackman movie Steel. <laughs> what was mean, it called? Wait, no, that was a Shaq movie. That was no. Shaquille O'Neal. You're talking about um, the the Rock'em Sock'em robot steel. movies. Real Steel. Real Steel. That's what it was. Did called. you ever see that? No. Coming soon to an episode <laughs> of the editing. Add it to the list. Holy shit. Uh, um, all right. So what else do you have about Can this? we talk about still the greatness of this film? Because I'm, I'm not quite done here. Go ahead. Uh, you talked earlier about the writing and not enjoying the writing. And I, I think you're full of shit because this film has like one of my favorite uh, monologues that, that Tommy Lee Jones gives uh, near the, the first act before Will Smith decides to become a man in black. And they, you know, he, he tells him all about the secret society and wh- why we've been hiding all these years. And he's like, why don't you just tell people the truth? He's like, people are smart. He's like, no, a person is smart, but people are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew knew the 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 Earth Earth was was flat. flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that people were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. I I love that. That's a great little monologue. It's way better when you deliver it. (laughs) No, Tommy Lee, well, listen, Tommy Tommy Lee Lee Jones is kind of a one note. 16,000 years ago, everybody was sure that they were the center of the universe. He's not early 500 early. years ago, everybody was sure that the Earth was flat. Two days ago, you were sure that you were alone on this planet. Listen, he's got his style. You, he's like he's like your cantankerous grandfather, right? You know, like he, remember Captain America? When he says, I do remember. Where Captain he goes America. in and like, starts uh, interrogating Artem Zola. The first Avenger? And, uh, yeah. and he, he starts eating the dude's steak. The yeah. most disgusting scene in any Marvel movie. It's just listening to him and those lips smack while he's eating the steak. I was like, really? The guys who did the Foley on this movie, (laughs) (laughs) you need to take it easy on that. That's um, probably my favorite Tommy Lee Jones role. Captain America? Yeah. No way. Fucking The Fugitive? No, I didn't like it. Every outhouse, doghouse, barnhouse, henhouse. Shithouse. (laughs) Whorehouse. (laughs) I I really like it. I didn't kill my wife. (laughs) 
I don't, don't care. care. <laughs> he just did a Peter Pan. <laughs> so you know it because it's great. No, that was great. He's fantastic. He is, he is really good in that. Joe, I also love thematically what they're doing in this film. Yeah, they're attacking the, the, the topic of racism. <laughs> With the th- no, but I, and, and immigration. And really, how we shouldn't judge a book by its cover. There's a little bit of that going on there, sure. but I, I like. And we should shake puppies violently. You know what? I was watching that we, scene it, thinking... Was he shaking a real puppy? That looks like a real puppy. <laughs> yes. And yet I know that the ASPCA... ASPCA? Is that right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. The NAACP. I know that they were... <laughs> On set because they made a big deal about oh no cockroaches were harmed that was those were mustard packets that yeah. Will Smith was smashing when he was sure. well they weren't cockroaches oh is that your auntie <laughs> so, so that must be your auntie so I know the dog must have been like a but that sure does look like yeah. a real dog the yeah Tommy Lee Jones the wide say. the wide shots I'm like yeah hey, he's really shaking a dog <laughs> and then they cut away to the people across the street watching him and they're they're pretty much making the face that i'm making at home which is that's not cool yeah you get you're probably not but you to love this that. movie joel i listen. You love violence towards dogs <laughs> joel hates dogs still again although how cute is that the, yes. the brooklyn accent coming out of that little pug i really i did like that bait and switch where they show up at the the newsstand and, and like you think it's the, the guy that looks like Lurch. Yeah. And it's not. As soon as they start walking, the dog's like, hey, Who fuck you, you, man. calling weird? Who yeah. you calling weird? That one, that was cute. Just was because fun. something is important doesn't mean it can't be very, very small. <laughs> thank, thank you, Mr. Thank President. You. But there you go. So he's, there's a whole theme about size in this film. The film begins... With you know, we're, we're look at the the starry sky, the starry yeah. night, and then a, a dragonfly. There, well, before that, there's like a little bug floating around, and then a dragonfly comes and eats that fly, and then we follow the dragonfly as it goes to the road. Pam, 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 I think it's its own unique score, and uh, you, you hear those notes, and uh, you can't not think of Men in Black. <laughs> so then, yeah, the, the dragonfly hits the the windshield. So there's a very like uh, there's always a bigger fish to quote Qui Gon. It, it avoids getting hit by a huge truck, but then still hits a windshield. Well, hits the, the windshield of Uncle Rico the cr- from Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, yeah, who I, know, I really right? wish was in more of this movie. Yeah. Well, the credits weren't over, Joe. <laughs> we still had to show a few more names before the dragonfly. How did the fucking the border patrol cop not get his head blown off when? When uh, K fires his weapon and obliterates Maybe the alien, it's only calibrated for aliens. Whatever that species of alien was, huh. I love how they do that too. Right? Yeah. Looking for the illegal, That's illegal true. alien. They do that. That, that was funny. He's like, you don't understand a thing I'm saying. It's all in Spanish. <laughs> it's muy feo, no? <laughs> um, but yeah, so so there's a little size thing there again with the, the galaxy being inside the, the marble around yeah. his neck. That and then at the whole... very end, of I the love movie. that. I I'm sorry, dude. I... Where they're playing marbles with the fucking. They galaxies. didn't have to do that. Like that must have been a very expensive shot to end on, where we pull out from New York City and then to our u- universe and then to our galaxy and then to the Milky Way. And then it turns out that our little galaxy is also inside a small little marble being mm-hmm. played with by huge yeah, aliens huge and other planets. Alien hands really stops to make you think. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, another I did, added I thought, touch. I did. Uh, what did you think, Jeff? I thought, wow, thank God this movie's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I it. Got Will Smith's in this like fucking new, new agey, like uh, neo black suit. Yeah. 
but then in the sequels, he's just in a regular jacket and like tie and shirt again. Like. Joe, we're not going to talk about the sequels anymore here because I'm not going to defend those films or even discuss them. Is it, to they you, is it exist. like Highlander? Like those those sequels? It's like the Matrix trilogy. Like I'm fringe, telling you, a fringe universe. It's so unnerving to watch those sequels because you watch those m- movies and then you realize, oh, the makers of this film had no idea what Ed, was special Ed about Ed the Solomon first one. Solomon did not write the the second or third movie. There you go. I like that nobody could just tell the aliens in fucking space, like, hey, this giant fucking bug alien has come down here. They've stolen the fucking Doesn't galaxy. Doesn't matter. They couldn't risk it. But why wouldn't they just send one of their fucking... Why wouldn't one of the good aliens go, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, someone is going... The, why don't we send an agent down? Like, we'll help you. It's a prime directive, Joe. We'll help like, you bring it... A prime you directive. Can't you, fuck with you the talked about how, like, this place... We are we are Switzerland. We are mm-hmm. the, that free zone. That's right. We're why Casablanca. Would, yeah, but why would you fucking open fire then on the neutral zone instead of, like, helping try to keep peace? What a lazy bunch of asshole aliens <laughs> to be sitting up in space going, fuck you, we're going to just fire yeah, on you. Yeah, but you have to imagine in the vast vastness of space that uh, this kind of shit happens all the time. You have a galactic week. It's for the greater good. Well, how long is that? One hour. One hour. Fuck oh, you, how, man. how about those two, uh, how about the twins, the aliens? <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to the twins. This is and Bob. <laughs> yes. Tommy Lee Jones is amazing. Yeah. yeah I've never sure. seen him have more fun in a film. Really? Yeah. Oh. What about the fugitive? Bob? You didn't think the fugitive, he was having fun doing But it? he's still playing like, he doesn't get to have his comedic side. He, he does get to have his comedic side in that movie. Yeah, you think so? Yes. It's, but it's, very, it's dry humor. He's uh-huh. not head-bombing along to an Elvis tune, uh-huh. driving an upside-down car, okay. like in this film. Did you ever see the movie? Do you know uh, Elvis is dead? Elvis is not dead. He just went home. <laughs> he just went home. <laughs> <laughs> see? Little, little bits. I love those little lines, man. Uh, yeah. World building. Okay. Anybody can be an alien. Sure. What if I were an alien? I, I'm pretty sure you are. I, I think, think that's why you like this movie so much. <laughs> it's close to home. Uh, do you have anything else? I don't. No? Okay, so if we were going to... Well, first... What did you write everything? Did, what, yep. This is the there originality, the, okay. the creativity, the, the casting. Great great buddy cop uh, film. I'm going to get the, you a movie poster the of two of them. Black that you B- could... Yeah, I will proudly display it in this room <laughs> to where you'll have to look at it every week, Joe. Be on a window? Just put it on a window? Of the splendor that is Men in Black. Huh. Yeah. What did it do wrong? Uh, I thought what it did. I'm going to answer what it did right. <laughs> well, all right, if you can. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. There you go, yes. Vincent D'Onofrio was fantastic in He's this movie. Amazing. He was so great. Uh, every time he was on screen, I was afraid. When I first saw that, I, I was like, oh. He's the bad guy, uh, and his wife is the bus driver from Forrest Gump. <laughs> yes. Um, but like, I, at first I was like, oh, shit, Vincent D'Onofrio. And I don't know why I have that like immediate reaction where I'm like, oh, fuck. Because I always end up loving him in what he's in, except for Jurassic World. Yeah. I end up loving him, uh, and I thought he was so fucking good in this. Uh, and, and the way that he interacted with the world... Uh, the, the he assaults the gift shop guy and then takes like one yes. of the postcards. Yes, it's like, dude, that's three for a dollar. Um, <laughs> I thought he was really good. What did Men in Black do wrong? Um, some of these little lapses in the in the plot that you're talking about that uh, we're really not supposed to think about. That's not what it's about. I mean, like how how did how did you you just mentioned? There's a scene where he grabs the postcard that we later find out is of the two old spaceships mm-hmm. that originally landed, or I guess only one of them was a real spaceship, right? Yeah. No, they both uh, were. They were both real yeah, spaceships. Yeah, they because when he crashed the one, he tried to climb up the tower to get to that's the right, second one. That's right, that's um, right. 
Yeah, at the uh, what, what the World Fair or whatever, yeah. somewhere in there in New York. You, you ever been to that place? Did you know of it before Men in no, Black? Because that no, means I've never, a, I'd never been as a native Texan. That meant nothing to me. Yeah. I've never seen or heard of that. It's like, what if we went to the the State Fair and Big Tex? Yeah, was a was a spaceship? Yeah. That'd be cool, man. He'd be like Big Boy in it's, the the Austin in, Powers movies instead of just being like a, a a reminder of Dallas racism in the middle of a oh. black neighborhood. <laughs> Look at the big giant white man. Yeah, watching over you. Towering over you. Every now and then he'll get set on fire. <laughs> that was the greatest. That was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so okay, what I, I agree with you. What this movie did wrong, mm. uh, uh, the the lapse in plot, <laughs> uh, but also Linda Fiorentino. I just uh-huh. didn't care. She was like the short round of this movie. <laughs> she was it, without having Willie Scott scream. Like she was just. She was just no. every bad Jar Jar sidekick character uh, that was unnecessary. Uh, I don't like this movie. I still don't like still it. Still don't like. I don't it. like it. I think it's it's ugly to look at. I don't it's enjoy. Not ugly, Joe. I don't enjoy watching it. Look, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> to me, it is an ugly movie to look at. I don't enjoy. Looking I've never at heard it. anybody describe this movie uh, as ugly. I don't enjoy the pacing of this movie. It's, it's ninety eight minutes yeah. and it blows through. I, and you're I, learning I know. things. Ninety eight minutes. You have enough time that you could slow down for a second and give us a little bit, a little bit of plot. We don't need and it. They don't. Uh, apparently, we did. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, uh, and so two yeah, sequels no, this, prove that we didn't. Yeah, two sequels that you think suck. So yes. why are you citing these as because examples? I'm saying people were clamoring no, for the more reason Men they, in Black. It was yeah, a huge they wanted success. more because they were like, well, what the fuck was because going on? Audiences, so loved they're like, it. oh shit, we should probably explain it's what the not fuck's happening. How sequels happen? Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> Tell George Lucas what did it do wrong? <laughs> I, I did. I talked about what yeah, it did wrong. Did. Yeah. Uh, it was, so if we were going to uh, mm-hmm. if we we're going to remake Men in Black, yeah. which they were talking about a reboot for a while, I think they still are starring actually. Tessa Thompson and, uh, yeah, and Chris Hemsworth. They were going to do the whole female thing again. Oh, oh, it's always going to be yeah. Uh, it's going to be Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. I like that. I like that too because they worked great together on Ragnarok. Yeah, because originally <laughs> they were going to merge the Twenty One Jump Street oh franchise. God, that would have been Black. fucking great. If I'm, you want to uh, get me to see a Men in Black movie, throw the fucking Twenty One Jump Street thing in there. I do like that. I do like the idea of Chris Lord and Miller, or Chris Miller and whatever yeah. that guy's name is. Yeah, the Lord, just guys. Lord and Miller. There you go, Lord and Miller. I love the idea of them taking over the Men in Black franchise. Uh, I don't know about merging those two. Franchises. I think that would be fucking great. Yeah, all right. I think it it could have worked. I mean, it's no it longer be a different. Though. It would be a different tone for Men in Black, but yeah. I think it would still fit. It's probably one of the few ways you could do a Men in Black film in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, audiences are a little too savvy. Now. If we were going to remake it now, here we go. What would we do? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have recast seven as well. Here we go. Okay. Who's at the bottom of your heap? Jeebs, yeah. the Tony Shalhoub character. <laughs> Who I like. Do you know how much that stings? <laughs> uh, played by uh, Kumail Nanchiani. Oh, that's great! Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the uh, Simon Helberg from uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, that's good. Howard. Yeah, Howard Wallowitz. Howard Wallowitz. Moist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from Doctor Horrible. Yes. Uh, that that fits then because yeah. he would be. Oh, there you oh go. God, I wouldn't be able to look at him. <laughs> uh, next, I have the uh, Linda Fiorentino character, Laurel. You ever way down there? <laughs> yes, I do. Below the redheaded I, yeah, uh, hillbilly I, wife. Yes, Beatrice. I do, because I thought Beatrice was oh, a better actress. That's, too. that's unfortunate. All Linda right. Fiorentino was the weak part of this fucking movie for me. Agree to disagree. Yes, I'm a, thought you, I'm a All fan. Right, so should I wait? Do you want me to wait on that? No, one? let's go ahead and do her now. Uh, played by, in my version, Lizzie Kaplan. Oh, that's great! Yes, mm-hmm. smart and and sexy and, and the whole package. She's got a, a comedy great delivery, comedic chops. Yes, uh, that's pretty good. I went with Jennifer Connelly. I'm about that, like Jennifer Connelly. I see her as a 
like Mortician. That. That's that's cool. Beatrice, you want to go with them now? Yeah, uh, a, an actress from uh, from SNL. I went with A.D. Bryant. Yes, oh, she's great. I, I think love she's her. so fucking fantastic, and she it's is, about time we see her in more films. She she is uh, this generation's Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I think so. I think Melissa McCarthy is this generation's <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. She's next generation's Melissa. McCarthy. Gotcha. Uh, I went with Judy Greer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah from uh, Jurassic World. There you go. She was in that, wasn't yeah. she? Not to be mistaken for Pam Greer. No, Foxy Brown. <laughs> Completely different. Uh, I, like, I like Judy Greer. Yeah. I'd like to see uh, I'd like more of her in films. She, she really is a good actor. You'd like to see more of her in films? I would. She's not in enough films. She really for you. hasn't done a lot lately. <laughs> Are you kidding? She's no, like in I'm every. Yeah, I'm, I'm she's always the best friend. I'm fucking with you. All right. Uh, so Beatrice's husband, Edgar, the oh, Vincent D'Onofrio character. Right to him, huh? Uh huh. Who do you got? Well, we just talked about Spy and Melissa McCarthy. Nope. Uh, Peter Serafinkowicz. Who you would know from Spy. He's the Italian Aldo. Oh, he's great. He's also in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Yes. He's the A-Holes guy. Oh, he's so good. Uh, he's so fucking funny. He kind of looks like Vincent D'Onofrio, well, too. Not really. Uh, a little but bit. But he's got that physicality. Kind down. of a Frankenstein kind uh-huh. of feel going on. He's got a little bit of that yeah. physicality. I went with uh, T.J. Miller in that role. Oh, God. T.J. fucking Miller. He probably wouldn't need much I just, I love to it. do. He's like, first, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> All right. And then second. No, no you know what? You won't even make it to one. Uh, I don't. I don't do well. I'll tell you everything. I'll just tell you. I'll tell you everything. (laughs) Listen, I don't know what he did in his personal life, but uh, he is sure is enjoyable to watch on screen. He's funny as shit. Uh, All right, Rip Torn Zed Zed, the leader. Go ahead. Well, uh, I was tempted to do uh, to do Josh Brolin. Because uh, I almost went that way. right, uh-huh. even though he ended up playing the young Tommy Lee Jones, is the best part about that third Men in Black film. If you have to see his it, his performance is really fucking good in that he movie. He is so good. That's when I think people started to discover. Oh, he's not just not just um, Brand, Brand from the Goonies. <laughs> yes, he had done uh, True Grit, the True Grit remake too. At that point, already, yeah, yeah. I guess it was right around that same yeah. time, wasn't it? Uh, but I'm going to do a Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who I love. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I got From Rampage. Of, yeah. Dude, his character in Rampage is so fun. I'm so glad that they didn't, spoiler alert, I mean, it's Rampage, so whatever, but <laughs> I was afraid that they were going to kill him off yeah. early on. We Dude, like Joe Manginello? Manginello? Yeah. They kill, like, I was like. He's gone in, like, I, the first five minutes. That dude should have been around through the whole fucking I movie. I thought he was going to be, but luckily yeah. we got uh, Jeffrey Dude, Dean Morgan. He's so, and the thing is, like, in the trailers, they make him out to be just this heavy no. And like he's got some uh, Look, this isn't the most complex movie at all. Um and and the villains, fucking Malin Ackerman, she's awful. It's horrible. She's the worst. So fucking Like people used to tell me how bad of an actress she was, but I would defend her because of citing Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah. But she the really is so fucking bad. She's, she's so bad. Isn't she trying her hardest though? <laughs> she's trying so hard everybody. <laughs> But uh, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan, like yeah. they give him a little bit of, they make him a little more complex, just a little more complex than he seems like he is in the trailer, and it makes him so fucking fun and enjoyable. He's basically movie. like the third lead in yeah. this film. Like I, he should be higher build. He really not. should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's all right, my Zed. that's that's a good Zed. Thank you. My Zed is Robert Downey Jr. Ooh, interesting. Uh-huh. We both skewed a little younger there. A I little like younger, and I like Robert Downey Jr. I'd like Zed to be a little bit more uh, cocky. Well, a little more cocky, a little bit more sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Um, not, so, not the straight man. Uh, exactly. The way he's played in this one. Oh, he could still be the straight man, but have like a little bit of personality to him. I like it. Not that Rip Torn doesn't have it, but Rip Torn, you look at him and you can't help but look at... It's your grandfather. Listen, they cast him for his voice, yeah. right? We can all agree to that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Um, All right, here we go. All right, so our K and our J. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, by the way, before we finish off this casting, okay, a movie that I felt like was basically Men in Black but did it way better was Hellboy. Oh, no, no. Oh, I thought, I thought Hellboy. False. Incorrect. I thought Hellboy did this way better. Hellboy is uneven. Yeah? Hellboy is not great. <laughs> it's good. It's very good. Dude, any movie that can make me go, you know what, Selma Blair, not that bad. <laughs> Selma Blair isn't that She's bad. She's not that bad. In hey, movie. there's my uh, Linda Fiorentina recast. Selma, so, Blair. Selma Blair. Actually, that's pretty good. I'm taking that back. Uh, that thumbs up from Jennifer. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. Okay. So Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. K. That's the K character. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage. <laughs> so not playing the straight man then. Not pl- Well, Nick Cage, man. Yes. He's so playing the straight man. Playing Nick Cage. Playing Nick Cage. So he plays. But I think that you're making this guy a part of an organization that's covering up aliens. Mm-hmm. Fucking Nick Cage. Like, right. he's going to be wacky, but he's going to be serious about how wacky he is about it. Yeah, okay. I could see that. I like that. I see where you're going there. All right. I'll give you that. Who's, who's going to be yours? I went with uh, Neil McDonough. I'm keeping that straight man edge, but there he's the go. guy with the crystal From ravenous. blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Listen to our Ravenous episode yeah. in February. Um, yeah. He, uh, I love that guy. And I think he could kind of fit that tone. He also played M. Bison in Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. The Chun-Li version, that's right. Coming soon to an episode. Yeah, dude, it it will someday. Very soon. All right, so Neil McDonough. Here's our J. Our Will Smith. Mm -hmm. Should we just count to three? Yeah, let's do it. One, One, two, two, three. three. Donald Glover. Anthony Magny. All right. That would have been good, too. I thought you were going to go Michael B. Jordan. No. For the the physicality. I, I needed somebody who could do a song on the soundtrack. (laughs) <laughs> yes, of course. Childish Gambino's Men in Black cover. <laughs> Do you see that video, that controversial video that he had? Orion's out? belt. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens creeping. <laughs> Bugs, I'm stomping. And then he just. <laughs> pulls out an AK-47. Uh, yeah, dude. I haven't seen that video you yet. You haven't seen that video? No, I haven't seen the video. What? Wow. Yeah. It's taken the world by storm, though. It has. I've seen it. I love him. Dude, yeah. he was so good in Solo. I can't wait. He was so fucking good. Did you see the highlight? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, dude, as the movie progresses, it's a it's pretty even. Like, oh. I w- from the at the very beginning of the movie, I wasn't digging on Alden Ehrenreich, Ar- yeah. the guy who plays Solo. Mm-hmm. But as the movie progresses, I'm like, you know what? I kind of dig this. Kid. I have heard that echoed uh, so many different times on yeah. the internet now. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Just takes a little while to ease into it, huh? Who's a- yeah, just take a breath, just breathe in. <laughs> yeah, just don't clench. Don't clench. Just <laughs> let it happen. Dilate. Uh, all right. So who's directing? Yours? James Gunn. Guardians of the Michael Galaxy. Bay. Oh. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Aliens, do, explosions. No, yeah, but but he's. It's going to be a better looking film. I'll but, tell you that. But not a funnier film. This film is foremost a comedy, <laughs> and Michael Bay does not know. Did you ever comedy. see Bad Boys? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, he'd be working with working with Donald Glover, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, that's a waste. Peter Serafinkowicz. <laughs> see who? Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Peter Serafinkowicz, I just told you who that was. You just made that name up. That's not a real name. <laughs> the perfect weapon. Come on, Joel. I got it. 
Uh, all right, guys, if you have any thoughts about how you would recast Men in Black, uh, thoughts about what we've had to say or stuff that we hadn't talked about, we overlooked, and uh, you want to have your voice heard, you, you can talk back disagree to with Joe on the Facebook Tell page. him how much you love this film. Uh, or disagree with Joel and mm, tell him, no, like, dude, it's kind of shitty. Unlikely. Uh, you go to our Facebook page in the search function, put in the editing bay, uh, bring up that woman with the bleeding eyes, uh, click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us. And if you have ideas for movies that we could watch in the future, go ahead and put your suggestions there. We've yeah. also got a website, right, Joel? Sure do. It's editingbay.com. When you go there, you're going to find links to uh, all things Editing Bay. We've got a link to our social networks there, the aforementioned Facebook page, but also our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. If you follow us, you're going to know that we were already doing this film this week. You're, you're the only people because we didn't pre-announce it next week, last week. No, we didn't. Um, and you'll already know what next week's is even before we say it right here. Okay, so next week, mm. uh, we're going to be... Pick, we're, right? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're kind of heading into Father's Day. Going to do something I hate now? And uh, <laughs> we're going to watch No Holds Barred. <laughs> no! <laughs> Holds Barred. <laughs> uh, so... So we had we had many uh, many films that, that we Don't could go into that we could talk about. Uh, I know in the past we've had people who have suggested Austin Powers movies. Oh. Uh, there's that third Austin Powers movie where Austin Powers meets up with his dad. Yes. Uh, we had Starting Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull yeah. that has kind of the father son thing going on. Uh, I wanted to kind of go outside the box. I want to subvert expectations. Oh, like my um, favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, and so we're gonna watch a uh, a movie called. At Close Range. I don't know if you've oh. ever heard of this. It's no, I have not. stars Sean Penn, All right. Chris Penn. Oh, um, of course, because there was a contract. Yes. Much like the Ron Howard, Clint Howard combo. They're like a mattress set. Uh, Mary Stuart Masterson, no. I think, is in this. I think this is her first movie. And Christopher Walken. Whoa! Yes, sir. Nice. So Christopher Walken plays I'm in. Sean Penn's father. Right, Sean Penn is this farm kid who, who's it. like looking to get into trouble or whatever, mm-hmm. and he ends up uh, his father and his mo- I guess his father and mother are split up. So he goes and lives with his dad. Finds out his dad is kind of a head of a, a of a mob family. What? Yeah, and <laughs> real so, stretch for walking there. So so Sean Penn and Chris Penn, who play brothers, <laughs> decide to go into business on their own, and they fuck up and they get caught by the cops. Uh-oh. And Christopher Walken is afraid of being uh, that they're going to turn over on him. Uh, and that's where I'm going to leave it. Ooh, I'm, yeah. in, I'm in. So uh, so we're going to watch this. What at year Close did this movie range. come out? I think this movie came out in like a 1983, 84. Oh, okay. Reach uh, back. Good luck finding this movie anywhere. Oh, I can find it, show. Yeah, I know you can. <laughs> but it's not on any streaming services. Uh, you can rent it on iTunes, I think. Uh, All right. So, guys, join us next week. Interesting. We talk about uh, At Close Range in honor of all the good fathers, fathers out there Day. for Father's Day. Um <laughs> Do you have anything else? Anything else you want to plug? Anything you want to talk about your trip? Uh, no, we've no? please we've talked enough about that. All right, cool. It's good to be back, Joe. I miss this. It's good to have you back. I Thank missed you. you guys a bunch. Mm. Uh, definitely want to get together. I know Sarah missed you guys too. Yeah, likewise. Uh, so so we'll get together Play soon. Play some games. Uh, yeah, dude, because you know the new Shaq Fu came out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeff. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. We'll see you guys next week for at close range. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.